Yo. Hey, man, let's do it. This is State of Emergency. Let's do it. Wasn't even going to do the pod, man. Wasn't going to do the pod. Here I am. Alright, without further ado, I welcome you to the Suave Sportscast, man. Come on. Give it up, man. Give it up. Give it up, man. First episode. First episode. I've been listening. I've been going back and forth on the blogs and all the, you know, the, 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 the bleacher report and all that. Just tired of the takes, man. I go back and forth with these people online. I respect your opinions, but I do not agree. And I wasn't even going to make a podcast, but it was just been burning inside of me. For those who of you who know me, I'm very passionate about sports. Very passionate about sports. Very passionate. And it got to the point where I would just sit on my phone and just argue with people about sports. Just because I just don't agree with a lot of people's opinion. I feel like a lot of things that you deal with sports is common sense. It's common sense. And I feel like we're lacking that. So I feel like there was a void in the sports world, right? That's just my opinion. Y'all don't have to agree. Y'all could be like, this nigga is tripping. What is he doing? And it, t- it takes a lot for somebody to sit in front of a camera and talk to people. Especially about something that they love. But it's to the point where I have to do this. I feel like this is like something that I just, it's just destiny. So here I am, bought all the equipment, sitting here in my home, talking to you about my views on sports because I feel like people are just going all AWOL, just AWOL. Now, I do have a couple of topics. It's going to be a short podcast. It's my first podcast. Don't really know what I'm doing. Don't really know what I'm doing. So it's going to be a learning process for me and you as a listener, if y'all really rocking with me, y'all going to go through this process with me, so. I do have a list of topics. First off, foremost, by the time y'all hearing this, it's going to be playoff time. NFL playoff time. I'm a Niners fan, so what you're going to hear here is a lot of Niners, a lot of Warriors, a lot of Giants. Now, I will say this. Baseball is, is not my top sport, but I love baseball. So you will hear some baseball takes from here and there. Like You'll, you'll hear some baseball takes. But it's playoff time. It's NFL playoff time. We had a long season. <laughs> we had a lot going on with the Niners. And the first thing I wrote down is, is Brock Purdy for real. 
Is he for real? This is mystery relevant. This dude is a rookie. He's 22 years old. He's on a winning streak. He's, he's on a he's on a six-game winning streak. This is not supposed to happen. He's putting up some miraculous numbers. He's putting some records in the books. And you have to question, hey, is this guy really for real? Is he going to take the Niners to the Super Bowl? From a logical standpoint, this sounds ridiculous. This young 22-year-old last pick in the NFL draft is not supposed to do this. This is not supposed to happen. But here we are. Niners are one of the best teams in the league. Whether people want to admit it or not, they are a threat. A big threat. <laughs> what a rookie quarterback who was picked last in the draft. I'm going to say that over and over again. He was the last pick in the draft. He's 22 years old. He's a rookie. He's not supposed to be doing this. He's supposed to take a loss. He came in Dolphins game. A lot of Niner fans, I know they sat at home and like, oh, oh, first trade now, Jimmy. Now we got to rock with Brock. That's a bar. Now we got to rock with Brock. Some people probably chalk, chalk that up as L. Now, I will say, going back in time, a lot of people were talking about you know, Brock Purdy, hey, he's good. I, I like I like his intangibles. I like his arm. I like I like what he did. And you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of talk. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. I would I'd be the first to admit I didn't believe it. But he came in the game and lit it up. <laughs> he lit it up. Now, a logical fan would have went into the next game. You're facing Tom Brady. He's not winning that game. Mystery relevant, last pick of the draft, going up against one of the great, the great, the greatest quarterback in the NFL history, right? He's losing this game. <laughs> a logical fan, I mean, yeah, he lit up the Dolphins. It looked good. Logical fan is thinking, no way. He's losing this game. He goes in, faces Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Mind you, they were struggling. Like, let's be realistic. They were struggling. But he goes in that game, and he lights up the Bucks. He lights their ass up. Now you're thinking, whoa. And I'm, t- I'm texting my friends, like, yo, what the fuck? Like, this dude is on some bullshit. Like, what is he doing? Like, he's lighting their ass up. Now you go into the next game, like, bro, we got the Seahawks. We have to win this game. And Brock Purdy just came off for a performance like that? Yo, <laughs> what's up with this kid? So you're already going into the Seahawks game confident. The final score was close, 21-13, right? Eight points. From the outside looking in, you will say, that was a close game. Is he really that good? But if you watch the game, there was at, at no point did you think, hey, the Seahawks would come back and they can win this game. That was a Niner-dominated game. They controlled that game from start to finish. Seahawks went a little run at the end, but... It was just kind of like the Niners took the foot off the pedal. Like, let's be honest with each other. Took the foot off the pedal. And Seahawks went on a little run at the end, but it was hmm, minuscule, minuscule. Niners got the win. Going to the Washington game. Blowout. <laughs> to a point where they, they took the quarterback out mid-game, put in Carson Wentz. He went on a little run, but it was like it was never in doubt. Vegas game. 
Let's talk about the Raiders. <laughs> Let's talk about the Raiders. Want to let it be known, I don't fuck with the Raiders. I'm not trying to come at the fans. I'm not trying to start no shit. I just don't fuck with the Raiders. I don't like the Raiders. I know people who are Raiders fans. I don't fuck with them. <laughs> I do not fuck with them. That was a good game. Jared Stedham, whatever his name is, he came in and, and he was he was putting on the show. Now I don't know if that was just a game plan thing where they didn't know how to like, you know, prepare for him. But he came in and lit it up. He did his thing. I give him that. He did his thing. He didn't do shit the next week, but he did his thing against the Niners. Close game. I don't know if it was just a matter of, you know, the coach. Just knowing who he rocking with because he was rocking with him in New England or what. But he did his thing. It was a battle. It was probably one of the best games of the week. But as a Niners fan and watching Brock Purdy do what he did for the previous weeks, at no point did I think, hey, he can't do it. <laughs> he just can't keep up. And that's the first time I felt like that as a Niners fan about a quarterback in a long time. In a long time. Brock Birdie is doing something that I don't think I've seen in my lifetime. We've had, I mean, I was alive for Steve Young era, but I was young. I was a little, little ass kid. I don't know if I would say that I would remember that and be like, okay, that I felt something. I was too young. It was just a game to me. As I got older, let me tell you who the best quarterback was in my era. You had Jeff Garcia. Bunch of just fillers. You had Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Those were the best quarterbacks that in my recent memory. And at no point <laughs> during that time have I felt how I felt about Brock Purdy. Even though he has like a very small resume, I've never felt like this about a quarterback in a while. Every time he gets a ball, I'm just expecting the Niners to score. Either they're going to score a touchdown or they're going to get in position to at least kick a field goal. Like, this kid moves the ball. Like, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint what his weakness is. And I don't really know if he's really, like, athletically talented like that. Like, I don't know if he has a great arm. I've, I've seen him, like, throw some 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 deep balls to where it's like, damn, that wasn't even close. But I've seen him throw some deep balls to where it's like, damn, that was a dime. So I don't know how to feel about this guy. But I just know that he's balling right now. And I wouldn't be surprised on some Disney shit if this guy takes the Niners to the Super Bowl. Now, with that being said, let's talk about this week. They're facing the Seahawks in the playoffs. The spread is nine and a half. The Seahawks are a good team. Don't get me wrong. They made the playoffs. I'm smashing at nine and a half. I'm taking that nine and a half. Are you kidding me? Seahawks aren't that great of a team. They made the playoffs, but it's Geno Smith. Geno Smith, dog. Like nine and a half. I'm taking that every time. I'm taking that every time. Two touchdowns. I'm guaranteeing two touchdowns. If it was 13, then it was like, all right, cool. What am I gonna do? Nine and a half? You talking about a touchdown and a field goal? Bro. I'm taking two touchdowns, bro. They, they, hey, man, fuck it. Hey, Seahawks fans, come for me. Y'all get beat by two touchdowns. If they don't, then, you know, it is what it is. But Seahawks not winning, bro. Let's, let's, come on, let's be honest. But I will say this. 
Also got the future of the NFC West. You got the Rams. Trash. Come on. I don't know. They won a Super Bowl. Now, what they did, they sold out for a Super Bowl. Got that shit. Salute. Salute. Respect. But now they don't really have draft picks. You have nothing to look forward to. Came in last. Matt Stafford got an elbow problem. He's old. <laughs> Baker Mayfield then sold him on a, a, a false future. They think they oh they got something. Baker Mayfield. I don't know if y'all been watching football, but I don't know if Baker Mayfield's that dude. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm going out on a limb and saying he's not. He's not that dude. So Rams, they sold, bro. They over with. That's over with. They got to go through a rebuild with no draft picks. We'll see. Cardinals, they're interesting because they are dealing with a lot of chaos right now. Fired the coach, right? Signed the quarterback to a huge contract. Put clauses in the contract saying, hey, study, bro. <laughs> Like that's not, that's not common. That's not a common thing you do. So they got a quarterback. He Colin Murray. I, I like him. I like I like what he he can do. Just don't know if he could do it consistently. Small small dude. Typically you don't like small quarterbacks, but small dude, very athletic, decent arm. It's just I don't know what it is with that guy, man. I don't know what it is. They're talking about trading D Hop. They have no running back. James Conner is, uh, if you play fantasy football, then you like James Conner because he scores touchdowns, but this dude don't get yard. Like, he's not a great uh, running back. I don't know how to feel about them. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say they're not, they don't have it. There's something missing with that team. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe if they find a good coach, they could be better, but third place. And you got the Seahawks. Very young team. Got a bunch of pieces. They got rookies starting everywhere. They got like four rookie starters. And they're going to the playoffs. This was supposed to be a rebuild year. They traded their franchise quarterback. But they're in the playoffs with Geno Smith. That says more about Pete Carroll than it does about Geno Smith. I'm not trying to trash Geno Smith, but come on. Like we've seen, like we've seen enough of Geno Smith to know that. He's not the future, right? But they're in the playoffs. <laughs> so you can't really like discount that. But I will say this. They got draft picks. They they, they the Broncos, I don't know what y'all do. I don't know what y'all do after this. But they got the Broncos. They ripped them off. Boom. <laughs> First round draft pick. They got like a top five pick from the Broncos for that Russell Wilson trade. And Russell Wilson does not look like he should be starting in the NFL. Sorry. And they paid him guaranteed money. So they stuck with this dude. <laughs> they stuck with this dude for like five, six years. He he looked washed. I'm just being honest. He looked washed. So the Seahawks got picks now. Like they got some, they got some equity. If they pick correctly, if they pick the right pieces, dude. I'm not saying they're going to overtake the Niners, but they got a chance to really, like, do some damage within two, three years. Next year, I'll, nah, that's the Niners division next year. 
unless something crazy happens, that's the Niners division next year. But the year after that, and the year after that, oh, we got a rivalry again. And I can't really call it because I don't even know what the Niners quarterback situation is. I want to talk about that. I don't know if Brock Purdy starts next year. He looks great. Logically speaking, he should have that job next year. But you still got Trey Lance. And me personally, I'm a Trey Lance believer. I like the dude. He has all the tools that you want to have in the quarterback. It's just he ain't played a lot of football. So you don't know if he can really do the intangible things. That's what Brock is good at. He, he, he has intangibles. He has that it factor. I don't know if Trey Lance has that it factor. I like all his tools, though. Like When you're talking about the, the, the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomes of the league, Trey has those tools. But what they have is the intangibles. <laughs> That's why they're elite quarterbacks. They have the intangibles. I don't know if Trey has that. So we'll see on that. I'm not giving a job to Brock Purdy next year. We, you go into training camp, you don't, you do not trade Trey Lance. You do not trade him right now. It makes no sense to trade him. Cool. Brock is doing what he's doing right now. It's been six games. Let's not get carried away. If he wins the Super Bowl, yes. Great. But now what people have to realize, teams have a whole offseason to game plan for Brock Purdy. If he does have, I don't know what his weaknesses are besides throwing downfield. It's hit or miss with him, but he don't he don't make mistakes. So, but I don't really know what teams can pinpoint to say. Oh, he's through. Like this dude, he has, he he's good. He his mentals are there, but going into next off season, I don't really know if you can really give the job to Brock yet. You got to give Trey Lance a chance because this dude is just too talented of a quarterback. He's too talented of a, a prospect to just give up on, trade him away, not give him a chance to start. Because he can literally do what Brock Purdy did except light, light the league up like, like Patrick Mahomes did. He has that type of talent. Y'all come for me for that, but he has that type of talent. So going into next year, I don't know. I'm not giving a job to Brock. Regardless of what he does this year. I can't just give him the job just because of what he, he just stepped in and he did what he was supposed to do. So now I want to change gears a little bit. I want to talk about what really, I don't want to say drove me to do this, but I was really passionate about this. The Warriors, what's been going on this season, particular players on this team who they're polarizing players. And people really come for these particular players that I like really like. And it and grinds my gears. Like it drives me fucking crazy. It drives me crazy. It drives me fucking crazy. So, first off, let's talk about what's what's wrong with the words. Let's talk about what's wrong with the words, right? They are, I think they're 20 and 21. Let me look at the standings real quick, but they're a 500 team. They don't have 500 talent, but they're a 500 team, right? I don't think that they need... Yeah, the 2021. I don't think they need to make a move. And that's, that's my thing. I don't think they need to make a move. They have the talent. They have the players. They just need to get it together. 
it's it seems like it's more of an effort thing than it is a talent thing. And I'm seeing people online talk about let's trade this guy, let's trade that guy, let's get him in the I want people to just stop, right? If you are a real basketball fan, right? If you really follow the sport, say this to yourself. As a Warriors fan, if you're really a Warriors fan, if we get Kelly Olenek, we're a contender. If we get Yaka Pertle, we're a contender. If we get Miles Turner, we're a contender. Just say that to yourself. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, I'm not trying to diss these dudes. These dudes will help the team. They will help the team. You trade for these guys, they'll help this year. But by no means are these guys, if you add the if you trade the people that y'all want to trade for these guys and add them to the team. You're not going to be any, you're not going to be head and shoulders above any team in the West. Now, you may be a little better than 500, but these dudes aren't changing the, 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 the forecast of your team. Let's be honest. Like, look who y'all talking about. Ain't nobody, no talking head is saying Miles Turner, Yaka Pertle. Kelly on winning is changing the fortune of your team. And that's what y'all trying to tell me. I go online with y'all. I talk to y'all. This is what y'all telling me. These three dudes are going to change the fortune of the Warriors. Come on now. Come on now. What? What are y'all trying to tell me? That's not That's not realistic. That's not realistic. You have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, and let's not forget about Looney. Like, Looney's not a superstar, but he's solid. You have six solid players on your team. That alone should make you a 500 team. It doesn't matter who else on the team. That alone should make you at least at the them playing at their worst. That should make you a 500 team. But y'all want to blame <laughs> the Warriors' struggles on James Wiseman, Jonathan Kuminga, and Moses Moody. That's bullshit. I call bullshit. Now, I am a James Wiseman believer. I think he has all the talent in the world. And people want to talk this two-timeline thing and how it's not working and they need to trade. And You're greedy. You're being greedy. <laughs> Let's be honest. The Warriors won a championship just last year. Their fourth championship. And y'all want to say that James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, and Moses Moody is holding three roster spots out of 15 are holding back this team. Let's have a real conversation right now, right? Clay Thompson is struggling. He's coming off two major injuries. 
Jordan Poole's struggling. He just got a huge contract. You can't trade him. Poison pill. You trade him, you can only take back $3.5 million, I believe. I believe that's the number. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the team that takes him has to take on $26 million or 20 something million. Ain't nobody got $26 million worth of cap right now. Can't trade him. He's not going nowhere. Clay Thompson, he's making $42 million this year. He's not playing like he's making $42 million this year. I love Clay Thompson. One of the greatest Warriors of all time. Just not playing like it right now. <laughs> he has games where he just 52. He scored 50. He scored 50 points. Dude's good. Dude is good. I love Klay Thompson. Lost a step defensively. I'm watching the games. All of them. All of them. I'm watching the game. Looney getting in foul trouble some games. Draymond getting in foul trouble. They barking at the referees. Why are you calling foul? You know who I am? That's what's going on. I don't know if people see this or not. <laughs> but these dudes are like... What what raised the red flag for me was when Klay Thompson was talking to Devin Booker talking about four championships. Four championships. Which is true. But the only time people do that is when they know that they can't turn to nothing else. I think subconsciously in these guys' minds, they know these younger guys are they on their ass. They lost a step. Steph Curry is probably the only guy that's really near where his peak is at. But even him defensively, last year was probably his best defensive year. And I think it took a lot out of him, which is why he struggled shooting. He tried to be a better defender. And you could tell. He was he was out there working. But the shot was off. This year, shot back on. He's back. But his defense is... Not great. His man-to-man defense is not great. Team defense is cool. He plays the passing lanes really well. Team defense is horrible. And I got people arguing with me, telling me if we just get a rim protector, that'll fix everything. No, it won't. (laughs) It won't. The team defense, the worst team defense is horrible. 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 Some games is there. And I don't know if that's just a matter of these guys being old veterans, knowing, hey, the regular season really don't matter. If we get in the seven-game series with somebody, we could just turn it up and just beat them. I don't know if it's that or they're just old and they can't do it every game. But it's inconsistent. There's some games where I'm like, damn, they're really like on the string right now. Like These guys really got it. Then there's some games where it's like you're facing the Magic, you're facing the Pistons. Couldn't stop blooding those. What are we doing? We're losing the teams that have no logical sense of beating us. I'm saying us as a fan. I don't play. But <laughs> you shouldn't be losing to the Magic. Magic, they're, 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 they're doing their thing right now. So maybe that makes a little bit more sense. But the Pistons? The shorthanded Suns? Dude. What's going on? 
And I'm noticing a trend. When you're facing younger, more athletic teams, the Warriors really struggle. And the only logical explanation that I got for that is they're getting old. And all people keep telling me, trade these young guys for some older guys. And everybody that y'all want to trade for is less athletic than the guys that are going out. At a certain point, I see what management is thinking. These young guys are gonna it's gonna click eventually. These guys have talent. These are not these are not trash players. They're just young and inexperienced. This is what young and inexperienced looks like. Like Moses Moody was the youngest player to score 30 points in the game. Right? You don't do that by luck. He's a talented player. Just young. You hit these 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 ebbs and flows as a young guy. These dudes, nobody's over 21 right now. And we got fans calling them bust already. I don't care how long they've been. He's 21. Think about what you was doing when you was 21. If somebody told you you're a failure, you can't be good. Whatever it is you're trying to do at 21, you cannot be good. Can you imagine that? That's what y'all are doing. Y'all telling these dudes they can't be good, and they're only 21 years old. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. I can't, I can't rock with y'all. I can't rock with what y'all are saying. Warriors just needs to stand put. I think they're a good team. I think they have all, I think they have probably top five talent in the league. It's just a matter of getting on the same page, playing through the t- the turmoil because that's what's going on right now. If you talk to the fans, you talk to the coaches, talk to the players, it's a bit of a turmoil. It's, it's t- it started off turmoil with the Draymond situation. So I'm in a party where no trades. Let's just rock out. Give Jay's husband more playing time. Give Kaminga more playing time. Give Moody more playing time. I even like PBJ. Give him more playing time. But uh, <laughs> this is nothing I don't understand. PBJ, I like his I like his game. He's 6'10", can shoot the three. Long, athletic. I like his game. But y'all giving him more leeway than James Wiseman. I understand Wiseman was the number two pick. But come on, man. Y'all really banking the future on PBJ. I've seen a lot of people doing it. Y'all banking the future on PBJ. He ain't proving it. He can't play defense. He he has the potential to be a good defender. He's long and athletic. But he gets beat a lot. He gets lost on defense. He even gets lost on offense. Like, he's gotten better at it as time has gone on. But he gets lost. He doesn't, like, he doesn't know how to read, read what the defense is doing. He doesn't know how to read what his teammates are doing. Just come, he just stands there sometimes where it's like, bro, go set a pick. Go fucking run baseline, get a pick, and get open for a three. He doesn't know when to do that. But people are saying, hey, this is going be the future. I can't, we can't give him up. Even Rollins. Rollins don't even play. And y'all giving him more leeway than Wiseman. I don't understand it. I would never understand it. And that's why I'm here because I just don't understand. I don't understand where I'm coming from with this. So, yeah. This is just the start. This is the start. First week, first podcast. This is kind of how it's going to be. Get better. We're going to get better. My prediction for the Warriors, they're going to the playoffs. And I'm not going to say they're going to win a championship, but I just, 
the way this team is built, the talent that they have, I have a hard time seeing the team in the West beat them in the Sammy game series. The team that I'm most afraid of in the West is probably the Pelicans. And I know people will probably laugh at that, but they they're they're nice. They have they have perfect pieces. Maybe not the best talent, but they have the perfect pieces. You got a big, you got Zion Williamson, perfect, perfect power forward in today's NBA. B.I., perfect small forward. C.J. McCullum, perfect combo guard. You got a whole bunch of complimentary. You got Jose Alvarado, perfect person off the bench, energy guy. Modern day Pat Beverly. He does some wild shit on defense. That would be the team that I'm really like, because they're really young and athletic. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're young and athletic, and they got like a solid big. And I've seen a lot of people saying the Warriors need a big. I don't think they need a big. The way the Warriors play defense with the switching and forcing teams into bad shots, and that's why Looney's so effective at getting rebounds because they force teams into bad shots, long rebounds. I think they need more perimeter defense and maybe some shooters. Maybe some shooters because the, the, the guys they got now aren't really consistent shooters. Maybe you could do that. Maybe a smaller deal. If you're going to trade somebody, you trade PBJ and Rollins. You don't trade Wiseman and Kaminga. Maybe Moody. Like, you even get rid of Moody. He's 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 disposable. I like him. I'd rather not trade him. But you're not getting rid of Wiseman. Because I guarantee you, you get rid of Wiseman, you get rid of Kaminga, they go to another team, they 20, 20, 2010 guys. Maybe JK, 28, 27 guy. But Wiseman is 2010. He's going to a like <laughs> like a Spurs. He you trade him for Yakaperto. Yakaperto gonna come here and give you eight and seven in fifteen minutes. Guaranteed eight and seven, maybe a block and a half. Cool. He's a rim protector. Wiseman goes to the Spurs. Dude putting up twenty and ten. And how can you, as a fan, tell me logically? That you could be okay with Wiseman going to the Spurs and getting 20 and 10 and Yacoperto coming here and giving you 8 and 7. Because that's what he's going to do. He's giving you 12 and 10 as a starter on one of the worst teams in the league. And y'all think he's just going to come here and do that? No, he's not playing 30 minutes a game here. He's not playing 27 minutes a game. He's going to play 15, 20 minutes a game. He's giving you 8 and 7. Cool off the bench, yes. It will help the bench. But if Wiseman goes to the Spurs and give you 20 and 10, and y'all telling me y'all okay with that, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. All right, man. I'm going to end it right here. I'm going to end it right here. I'm glad y'all stayed with me for this podcast. Those of you who did, we'll see. We'll see. My first podcast, I'm going to work on some stuff. I'm going to look at the film like a player. And I lock back in with y'all, bro. Lock back in with y'all. We're going to go from there. I'm going to do another podcast next week. And we're going to keep pushing. But please, be more realistic with y'all takes. Be more realistic with y'all takes. I can't fuck with it. I can't fuck with it. But, see y'all next week, man. Thank y'all for rocking with me. This is the Suave Sportscast. I'm DC. A.K.A. King Suave. I'll tell you the story about that later. See y'all next week.
Let's yeah. go. I'm in the Masonic room at the Bibelos. The boat was rocking too much on some Aaliyah shit. For real. We go in front of Vava to sink on sink, then back to the Vava. If you know, you know, baby. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Hey. Look. Long way from set to mezzo. Me Tommaso and Ernesto. Short rigatoni with the pesto. These verses of my manifesto. Hallways got an echo. Me and Smigs on a loose in the city. You know how to rest go. Casual sex, I'm like, fuck a dress.